Hi folks and welcome to episode 3 of the CP Sport and Fitness Podcast. Today I've been joined with Mark Shanklin of Welcome Link Talbot. Mark, how are you mate? I am good Callum, hey, looking forward to going over some, some happy memories and, and maybe some, some not so good ones as well. <laughs> uh, well. We'll make sure to cover it all. Um, finally, we've, we've taken a while to get up and running but we're up and running so like I've said uh, previously on the first episode, we're just going to go through a sort of brief run through your career to start, just highlighting the clubs you've been at, maybe some key points at each club, and then we'll delve back into it in a wee bit more detail and I'll ask you some better questions. All good? Yep. So so when I was, I probably started playing about, about five, six uh, years old. Uh, the first kind of brief memory was going to the Caledonian uh, Boys Club in, yeah. in Presswick. Uh, it was just like, I mean, we were taught, so I, I don't even know if you could even do proper training. I think it was just uh, like just mess up and get a chance of kicking a ball. But then I first proper kind of serious team was Mocklin. I'm, I'm from Mocklin, I'm Mocklin boys. So, uh, but they didn't have a team at, at my group at that point, uh, right. a couple of years older. So I ended up playing a couple of years uh, above myself to start with. Right. Uh, and then I finally uh, I got a team at Mooney's group, but it was uh, Glen Arston uh, Boys Club. It's, they played at a, a Drongan at the time. That's where most the kind of core of the boys were from. So, so we played it there, and and we were we were probably one of the kind of top boys club sides running about uh, Ayrshire and stuff like that. So, I was there uh, maybe three three years to start with boys club, and then a couple of uh, the boys in the team we get picked up uh, by pro youth at, at Celtic, and it was a case of you're still playing with a boys club, and you go and train with Celtic until you get to. The age where you eventually kind of get picked up, and that's going to be a team. And and fortunately, a couple of us get get picked up, and and we left, and we went there. And I I went there, and I had, I had some good times, and we we moved from seven aside to eleven aside. So then all that transition there, playing at Celtic, and, and it was good. And I still speak to to some of the boys uh, to to this day, and. Uh, some of the boys in the team have, have went on to, to have good careers as well. Uh, but unfortunately, I just wasn't getting enough game time at, at Celtic. And as a young boy, uh, you, just, you just want to go and play football. And, yeah, and you're yeah. not really been been given the game time and stuff. I, I just wanted to go somewhere where I, I enjoyed it again and, and started playing. And I went back to my, my boys club in Afton uh, for, for six months. Yeah, where where we've done well, but we'll go into that later and, and I'll then eventually I get picked up by air where I, I spent about six or seven uh, years there before I've ended up at Auckland Lake right now. Aye. No, I mean, it's it's you you have you've been to a fair few clubs but it's it's definitely it's it's a good transition between them. I feel like there's a nice link between the clubs, so no, there's definitely a lot of good stories to, to get into stuck into later. So right back to the very start then we'll we'll pick it up from when you said you were playing a couple of years above yourself and playing with, with the kind of older boys. What age were you then, and what what age group were you playing in at the time? I think I would have I would have been about six, six or seven, uh, probably uh, when I was playing there. But as I said, I'm playing a couple of years above myself. It's no at that age. It kind of it's it's very noticeable when you're playing yeah, with, with older boys. So yeah. I went, I wasn't there long before I kind of got a team at, at my own age. Um, I think it, it was a case of just trying to play with boys my age. And I mean, if, if 
you look now and you see a boy a couple of years younger, it's very noticeable. They're bigger and it'll be, it'll be more physical. So just try to get a, a team at Monage was probably a, a priority then. And, and thankfully, uh, I managed to get one at, at Glen Afton where and, uh, I kind of settled in pretty quickly there as well. Uh, definitely. But when you when you were playing a couple of years above, were you the only person your age there, or was there other kids? Was it similar? There was, was a similar situation for a bunch of boys. Was it try to find that team? I there was there was like so there was boys that like there was a boy. I think I was probably the only one at, at my age. Then there was boys like a year old on me, and they were still playing above That's themselves. Enough. And then there was boys who were two year above, which was was their proper age group. But I think it was a a case that there wasn't any. Uh, Boys clubs. That was only boys club. Uh, and mocking at, at kind of that time right. for for run about our, our ages. So yeah. it was a case of you either you either played a couple of years above yourself or a year above yourself or or you went out within the village and, and yeah. played elsewhere. But some sometimes that's just no no uh, practical for some people when there's traveling and stuff like that. So I think it was just a case of a boys getting in a teams run about similar ages to themselves and. And try to play, but I, I don't even think that that team lasted very long. I don't know whether yeah. it was because of boys going elsewhere and maybe playing at the Rainage group or are going to better teams or whatever. So, yeah. but I think it was just a, a case of boys try try get involved and try and play football at, at some sort of level. Oh, that's fair enough. How, how long were you there? Do you think roughly before you ended up kind of finding your I, own age group? I don't even team? think it was was six months. Yeah, uh, just a wee while. I just just. As I say, just try try to find a team at, at Moni. It was just a case of going and playing football, but then trying to find a team at, at Moni's group that was that was more suitable for me. Ah, no, definitely. So, so when you did eventually actually get around to playing with boys your own age, obviously you, you were young at the time. But did you yeah. feel that there was a difference in that? Oh, I'm actually a wee bit more better suited to yeah. this now. I'm not playing against you know a couple of guys a couple of years older. Aye, because even even when I was playing with boys my age group, I, I wasn't the the biggest and. And the the at that age group, you've you've not got big physical people, but I wasn't the the greatest in height wise at, yeah. at my age group. So it was it was definitely noticeable playing with older boys. So I felt more settled when when I, I was playing with boys my age, and and it was a good team we were in. So that that definitely helped as well. Uh, it was it was easy to blend in, and the the boys at that time made me feel welcome. And and we, the the fact that we were a good side, uh, kind of kind of helped me as well become a, a better player at that age group and, and develop as well. Well, definitely. So how long were you, how long were you there for? How, how how many years did you spend there? Was it just, was it five aside and seven aside you spent there or was it? It was just seven aside. So see like the likes of boys now, uh, I think it's like fun fours and stuff like that. Yeah, and then it's they go to fun fours, and seven fives and then, and then sevens. So after it was just basically seven aside when I... Uh, when I was younger and played, I think it was just sevens and elevens, and and that was it. Even now you got a sevens, then a transition into nine aside and then elevens, which I think is quite good because sevens to elevens at a certain age, when you see it and the go the wee goalie standard eleven aside goals, and it's it's just so noticeable. So I think uh, it's good that there is a transition into the sevens, nines, elevens. But it was just seven aside when uh, when it, uh, when I was younger. Which do you, do you think that having a, a fours or a fives prior to that would have been beneficial? Do you think that was something you've maybe missed out on, like players your age. Do you think that that's gonna kind of benefit players coming through just now a wee bit more? I think I think it will uh, in the bigger picture, but sometimes I think then it was probably good that we just played sevens because that was you at sevens 
for for like five, six years until until you went to eleven six. So sometimes it's maybe good that you're just that's you playing that level, uh, and that's you're gonna be gonna be playing it for five, six years and you'll get to know it. But also when when you're you're a toddler, a four or five years old, seven aside goals is, is even yeah. huge for them as well. So so the fun fours and five aside and and sevens, nines, elevens, I think it's a good transition for when people are growing up and getting to different ages, I, I, I coach a, a boys club team now and we're going through the, the transition of sevens, nine, we're into nines now, this is the first year. And I just, I was thinking if that nines wasn't there, this team would be going straight into 11 a side and I just couldn't imagine like the, the boys playing 11 a side football now. So it, it just shows when, when we played back then that that it was a big, a big golf to to they go that transition sevens eleven so I think it is good that they've got the the fours and then five sevens in, in place at that age it probably would have benefited more when you went for sevens to elevens rather than the actual small age group if you know what I because mean. I, I, I recently just just this last peak uh, last week uh, finished coaching with Chris House twenty twelves yep. so we were in a, a really weird scenario so you get two years at fours a year at fives and then a year at sevens but because the whole COVID thing, we ended up... So we actually started a year late as well. So we actually had one year of four asides. Mm-hmm. We're meant to go into a year at fives. COVID struck. So I think we had one one round of games at, at, at the sports club at in, And then it was just yep. straight into sevens. And I must admit, going straight from... Essentially going straight from fours to sevens. Seven. It was like a huge jump for, yeah. for three guys trying to adapt to... to, to I mean, seven aside goals are not massive, but when, I know, but when you're, you're eight years old, they're quite massive. <laughs> so I, I think, to be honest, initially I was against starting adding because I, I think I was the same. I'm sure I was just seven aside all the way through. I maybe had fives before, but there's definitely no fours or anything. But no. I, I'd say I'm definitely pro, especially like you say, the nine aside, just adding yeah. like uh, so it's not just a massive golf because I, I found. When I made the transition from sevens to elevens, it ended up being like, the fittest players just became the best players yeah. at that time. Uh-huh. It was like you just need to uh, you need to be able to adapt to the, to the pitch and, and having a nine aside sort of transition year. Is it is it one year or two years they get? I, I think it's just one year. But see, when I was at Celtic, we done so so boys clubs went from sevens to elevens in the summer, but mm-hmm. at pro youth we done sevens till Christmas and then. Went six months at eleven aside. Right. Don't know whether it was to try and blend it in and, and yeah. make it easier, kind of thing. But like all yeah. my pals were playing eleven aside with a boys' club, and I was still at seven till Christmas, and then we went eleven aside. So I don't know if that was part of trying to do the transition, maybe let boys grow for six months and and whatever. But yeah. I think now, as you say, going for sevens, nines, elevens, it will, will definitely help. Cause I just can't imagine like the be boys are course going. Like it's not that it's as you said the, the bigger pitch the the stamina I think I mean you could fit three seven side pitches and that some eleven side yeah. pitches so yeah. it is a massive jump and back then I mean when you look back now you can't I can't really tell what it was like for for going for sevens to elevens but I definitely think uh, the transition for five sevens elevens uh, sorry five sevens nines elevens will will yeah. help players uh, definitely. Because uh, I, cause I found that, it, it, like I said, like it, it puts a lot more emphasis on the kind of fitness aspect of mm-hmm. it. And when when the kids are that age, like even when they're going from, from I thought they're going from 7s to 11s, they're not nowhere near fully developed. Like You don't want to start 
fully focusing on trying to improve a player's fitness. But yeah. if if you do that, then that's how at that age and that sort of year transition, that's how they're going to end up getting better. So now ha- having that extra year just will allow a, a sort of improvement of technical ability a lot more rather than just improving the improving the you know physical the the fitness side of things. Mm-hmm. So you you mentioned Celtic there. So how did you end up? Obviously, you said you were playing boys club and pro youth for a while. How did uh, you said you, you and a couple of the boys went up to Celtic. Was that just a scout came down and, and watched? There was a trials or how did it come about? So I think it was the a scout must have been at some of the games and, and got in contact. And at that time, you were, we were still playing boys club. We were going to see where the old Kilmarnock College used to be, mm-hmm. the town, it's a town home. Aye, uh, so we used to go on a Friday night and train there. So it would be like, at that age group, you're just going and training uh, every Friday. Uh, we have you to to go in there permanent uh, within the next year or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you were going there on the Friday, and you you weren't even you didn't even know whether whether you were going to almost make the cut, as they say. Uh, so you were still the good good thing is you're still being able to train there and play with your boys' club at the same time. So it was good then, but it got to the point where you were get you. I think every so often every. Sunday, a second Sunday, we would go up to uh, Cumbernauld and it would be all the kind of regions. So it would be like East Ayrshire Celtic, uh, or Ayrshire Celtic even, in Glasgow, uh, Dundee, teams like that. So all the different regions and uh, all the Celtic teams they would play against each other on the Sunday. Yeah. I don't know if this was, this was so they could then narrow it down and, and pick their squad for, uh, for going into the season when when you were going there permanent. And, and thankfully me and, me and another boy... Uh, and the team went went there in a in a permanent basis, which was quite good out of like, kind of all the boys in all the regions. Uh, we were pretty fortunate that that we managed to get picked here, and, and that's when I ended up going there kind of kind of permanently uh, after after they kind of narrowed it down. I, I must admit that that's the first time I've ever heard of anything like that. The one club mm-hmm. having sort of teams in, in different regions. I I quite like that to be honest. Uh, yes, it is. I've never. I've never heard before by any team doing that. It was the same as as well when we were at Celtic and see when we played seven aside, we would play, we'd have one big squad, but we would split into two seven aside teams and all the pro youth teams done that. So you would you'd play one team uh, and then switch over and you'd play each other. And I always remember the Aberdeen teams, see when they played like down this way, like Glasgow or uh, even Kilmarnock and that, they would have a, a Glasgow based Aberdeen side and then they would have like an Aberdeen based side who would maybe play Inverness, Dundee uh, the Edinburgh teams and stuff like that which I think was quite good as well I don't know why it was to save travel or whatever but I think that worked in pretty well but I don't don't know if that that happens at at like Celtic and stuff like that now whether they have they 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 pick from regions again the the regions train for a wee while and then they, they uh, pick them all together and pick them or whether they just hand pick them I'm not actually quite sure how it works nowadays but it was quite good then. I know I must like I say I'm not, I'm not sure, I've not heard anything about that recently but mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense a lot of sense especially if your teams like Aberdeen or Ross County or whatever <laughs> up there if you're trying to scout players you're like you're pretty limited with, with, with what you've got when you're mm-hmm. up there so no, that makes it makes total sense to have a, a sort of a north team and a south team or a central and north, whatever. I think it is easier for like teams like Celtic who are, who are on a kind of bigger scale, whereas uh, like definitely. 
like in the central as well. So if you're from Edinburgh and Celtic want you, it's it's not really that far uh, to go. Whereas if if you are a Dundee or an Aberdeen, almost you're kind of no wasting your time. But coming down this way to scout players is tough because you've got your St. Mons, Celtic Rangers, Partick Thistle, Kilmarnock, all teams that are running about who who are better options uh, for for team people that are local to this area than going away uh, up to Edinburgh or, or Dundee, etc. No, that makes a lot of sense, to be honest. I think it's, it's the first time I've heard about it, but I, I, it would surprise me, to be honest, if teams aren't doing it now. Yeah. Because it do, especially for parents, I feel like that that's where a lot of parents would, would struggle, is, is trying to get their kids to kids to training, especially if they're at an academy, if they're at a boys' club, you know, in the younger ages, it's what, maybe once or twice a week teams are training, mm-hmm. but when, when you start getting into the academies, it becomes a lot more a lot more frequent. So, no, it definitely makes sense for for parents, for travel, for, yeah. for the financial side of it, definitely. So you said, so you said, kind of touched on the transition from sevens to elevens through Celtic. Do you feel like that that sort of period of the six months where you were essentially doing both yeah. did help you out a lot rather than just having one big massive jump when, I, you, when you went uh, to the academy? As I said, we, we said face sevens to elevens. It is. Yeah, I don't think I realised then until I see like boys going from it now watching uh, boys clubs I don't think we realised maybe how big a jump it was then yeah. until you actually see somebody else uh, doing it but I think as I said I was watching my, my mates play 11 aside from August or September whereas I was still playing sevens I don't know if that maybe benefited me more because yeah. I was I was playing sevens for six months but I was I was growing and getting Better, stronger, and adapting for a living aside. Yeah, those when it came Christmas time or into New Year, then we were going a living aside. So I don't know if it, if I missed out on six months or whether I actually like helped myself for six months before Aye. I went into. It. I don't know. I think there could be pros and cons for for both. No, I definitely. I, I think the inclusion of seven aside, uh, seven aside, sorry, nine aside into the in that sort of transition period. Is massive because, like mm-hmm. you say, like you, you still don't know what whether it was it was good or bad. So mm-hmm. having just a set, you are playing nine sides. I think uh, it helps eliminate a lot of the, the kind of guessing game that would go into that because it sounds like there wasn't really a like the the academy clubs and the boys clubs weren't on the same page with Aye, it. Exactly it that, things, really, it was they were both just kind of testing the waters with different things. So mm-hmm. no, I, I definitely think having nine aside kind of as that transition year. Definitely helped. So, how long were you at Celtic for following that sort of Christmas New Year period where you did go on the side? Uh, I, I, I think I was a couple of years at Sevens, and then I think I was only maybe one year. Uh, maybe I maybe done the six months eleven aside, and then went into the next season but oh. before I left. But it was it was a case of see at that time we played see instead of playing 245 minutes you played 330 minutes right aye. at that age and basically see because how young we were you were you were almost you were you were basically to be guaranteed like at least 45 minutes of the 90 as part of your development but I was going and I was only really kind of playing 130 minutes out of the, the three and at the, the time that it kind of Kind of in my head where I kind of made up my mind where we were away and we playing at Hearts and uh, up in Edinburgh and I only played never played the first thirty come on the middle one then come back off for the for the last one and yeah. I was just like I mean my mum and I are travelling up to Edinburgh uh, 
Sunday morning, early doors, and and I'm only playing one thirty. And it, it's I know it's probably it was predominantly about about me and my development, but it's when you looked at the bigger picture, it just it just wasn't making sense. Like me going up there, like I wanted to. Everybody grows up much to play football, but see when you're not actually get not actually playing a lot of football, yeah. I, I would I would rather just go drop down a level and and go back and and play boys club. Bit, but I was going to get the minutes that, that I wanted because in the end of the day, I played football. And it was hard to, to try and... It, it was an easy decision, but it was hard to almost admit. I know admit, but like, just decide yeah, I that. Bet, I bet, because even though you're at a young age, like like you say, like the main goal still is I want to be a footballer, so it, it's never going to be easy when you're at Celtic. Like, it's as big as it's going to get like in Scotland, you know what I mean? So it's going to be hard. To go from anywhere after that, never made yeah. with the boys club. Was there any sort of other teams sniffing around at that time, or did you just decide it was boys club you wanted to go back to? I think I had just got it in my head that I just wanted to to go and play, and I I, I knew the boys club manager really well. Uh, mm. He's he's pals with my my parents and stuff, so uh, it wasn't a case of. I knew I was going to go there and play, but I just didn't want to go to another team similar to Celtic at pro youth level and the same thing happened. So I think I just yeah. accepted that going to boys club, getting minutes under my belt and then maybe trying to make a step up again in six months a year's time was probably the, the best thing for me just to go and play, enjoy my football again and, and fall fall back in love with football almost at that age before I, I was looking to go to go back up and and just going back there for the for six months even it was just six months was a short spell, but mm-hmm. it was successful. We, we won the league. We got to the Scottish Cup final. We ended up losing the Scottish Cup final, which still still haunts me to this day. But yeah, but, but, but we had uh, we were, we had a right good side at, at that point, and it was a bit sad because at the end of the season, the, the majority of our team basically just transformed into Air United under thirteen. So, right. but that was the kind of last season for the boys' club as well, which was. Pretty sad for for me being there. It wasn't as if I was just there for six months. I was there previously, so so yeah, I grew up with all the boys. Went to school and stuff with them and things. So it was sad to for the end of that boys club team. But we would made a lot of good memories. Won tournaments abroad. Won uh, leagues, Ayrshire uh, cups, trophies and stuff like that. Got to Scottish Cup final. So we'd made a lot of, of good memories and good times. And it, but it was quite good that when I was leaving there to go to Air. A lot of the boys were were coming with me as well, so so that kind of benefited leaving. Uh, benefited me going to air. Uh, it wasn't as if I was going into a new team. Like a lot of the boys were coming, so that definitely helped the, the transition back into pro youth setup. Definitely, I I I, just, just, I wanted to quickly ask: Did did you feel you you, you kind of touched on it? Did you feel as soon as you left Celtic to go back to boys club, the big goal was always I will get back in, in pro youth academy. It wasn't like Oh, that's me left Celtic. That's that. That's me. That's that. Try to along. Was it always the end goal? Aye. Relatively soon, I'm going. I'm going to take the step back up again. Aye. As I said, it was just a case of going, enjoy my football again. And I knew if I was playing and enjoy my football, I I believed I was more than capable of going, uh, going back up to pro youth, whatever, uh, whatever set up it, our team it might be, and and. Uh, and that was always the the end goal, but to start with it was just a bit going and getting back to basics, sure. just playing football and and enjoying it again. Before before I thought I just, I just didn't want to go from Celtic straight in another pro year setup and and the same thing happened again because I knew I, I would 
that that if I'd done that and it happened again, I would maybe get fed up. Whereas I knew yeah. if I, I was took a step back, sometimes you need a step back to go forward again. And I think that definitely was the, the best decision at that time. Definitely. So like, it's, as soon as you started talking about playing boys club again, it seemed like you just got a lot more a lot more passionate about aye, it. Aye. Did you feel that as soon as you came back to boys club, it did just kind of like that fire in you again and made you start loving your football? Obviously, it's going to help when you're really successful. But mm-hmm. do you also feel that? Being really successful and actually have something to play for and having, like you said, getting to the final of the Scottish, unfortunately getting beat, fighting for leagues, fighting for cups. Did, did that just, did that sort of competitive aspect just really start to like make you fall back in love with football again recently? Ah, uh, yeah. I think MD plays football at any level. If, if you are playing playing football, winning games, scoring goals, you're doing what, what else is there not to not to enjoy about that. So going back and, and doing that, uh, as I said, it was only a short six months, but it just it kinda as you said, it made me fall back in love with football again and, and enjoying it and that only kinda kinda kicked me on to 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 want to go back up and, and play it pro youth uh, set up. But it was probably probably when you look back, it was probably one of my best uh, spells in football was six months because I went back and was enjoying it and we were successful. We, we won the league, we, we won every single game in the league and stuff like that. So it, it definitely helped that we were successful at that time and, and it definitely benefited me. And I think I was going back to pro youth as a better player because of it as well. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that if pro youth, so what age were you then, sorry, when you went back to boys' so club? I was, it would have been, un, I would have been 12, I think. So yeah, under 13. Uh, so yeah. do you think obviously at that age boys clubs are fighting for leagues fighting for cups and that but pro youth is still very much you're, you're kind of just playing teams for the sake of playing teams do you think that if, if the academies in the pro youth system implemented some sort of competition it would have made that a wee bit more interesting although it might it obviously might not have meant still might not have meant you were, you were playing every minute every game but do, do you think if, if they had that sort of competitive element it would have made that a wee bit more interesting and you would have been more likely to kind of try and stick at it a wee bit longer Um, I, I think it, it is an interesting point because a lot of people always make it that, that boys club you're playing competitive and, and pro if you're knowing I, I can see the point but also I can see the pro youth point of view as and they're more for the development side of it whereas yeah. some people's boys club is, is their like their end, no, their end goal, but like that, that is the the, yeah, the, the, the highest that, yeah. that a lot of people go. So, I think giving them the, the competitive side of it is good for them because some of them are the fortunate enough to go up to pro youth. But I think at pro youth, they're more a, a lot of teams. Obviously, when you're winning, you're happy, but I think yeah. the end goal and they they make it out to be all about development until you, I, th- I don't even know what age group they start yeah, playing for I think, it's just, I think it's just reserve, the reserves league Is now it? that it ends up yeah I don't think there's a, an 18s league or 18s that anywhere no I don't think so I'm sure it's just reserves and then and then first team obviously mm-hmm. senior aye so I think I think maybe when you go to like under 17 so you're 16 years old technically yeah, that's you eligible for a professional contract so some people at 16 could be playing first team football so I think yeah. when you get to that age you need to implement a competitive side of it 
as in a league or even if it's just like a cup or something, just to <laughs> to give them that. Because if you go and, and you get beat, you're like, sorry, anyway, because we're, we're not going to get relegated or we're not going to drop in the table. Whereas you need to start getting people in the mind of if, if you lose two or three games in the bounce, you're, you're under pressure. You, get, you yeah. can go for, for, I mean, there could be boys at 90, 18, 19 and under 19s are no competitive and they got a call up for the first team and they're playing in a game where if they don't win, they're relegated and stuff like that. So people yeah. might not know the, the, what, what's the word? For they might not know the, what's on the line almost if yeah, you're competitive exactly. football. So I think it, maybe at 12, 13, 14, uh, like playing for leagues and stuff at Pro Youth, maybe doesn't matter as much, but I think as they get older, it definitely should be something that, that comes in, as I say, because at 16 years old, you're, you're old enough to play play in first teams and stuff like that, and competitive football, so I think you need to get a taste for that at, at a young age before you, if you're going to make a step up. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I, I don't think, like when you sh- as soon as you sign, you should then be at 10 years older, and I think aye, having aye. some sort of gradual progression into it, even if, like you say, when you turn 16, there is then maybe a few festivals throughout the year, or there is yeah. some sort, sort sort of a league, because I know I, I played boys club just throughout, I was never never lucky enough, never good enough to make it into an academy, so I know, because we, we were pretty successful as well, because we, we won the Scottish, won leagues and stuff, mm-hmm. so when we, we were turning you know, 16, 17, and there was boys coming to us from Kamala that had been let go, yeah. Like, we are just off the back of playing in two or three cup finals every year and then mm-hmm. they were coming back and we were playing I remember one it was we played in the Glasgow Cup Glasgow City Cup pre-season tournament Yeah, and we were coming back a pre-season tournament most of us the mindset was this is a pre-season tournament we're obviously going to try and win but it's not going to kill us like we just won the league but yeah. then the pro youth boys that were coming in it was like we need to win this and it was <laughs> completely different yeah. It was like, well, we're actually playing for something. It was Aye. weird. So I definitely think once you get to the sort of the late the late teens, like you say, I feel like that's when you do need to start having some sort of competitive element to it because mm. it, it was it was definitely weird for me. It's like boys that have like ten times the technical ability that I ever have coming down at seventeen. It was like they'd never won anything and they never <laughs> had that experience. But yeah. like I, I've been playing myself and playing with players since I think it was under 12s or something maybe when boys clubs started being competitive that mm-hmm. you know we've been winning things for, for five six years so it was definitely weird to to see that from, from my perspective that these really good really good technical really good physical players weren't actually playing for things so yeah I do agree about that about that kind of 16 think, years old you need to I start adding I, some sort of competitive element to it I think in England uh, they have like under 18s competitive leagues and stuff like that. I think. Aye, I'm, sh- I'm, I sure, think I'm sure there's like a Premier League. Yeah, there's like a, like Premier like, League a youth Premier League kind of thing uh, in England. So I, th- I think it is something that, that can be can be done and, and probably should be at that age. As you said, boys coming down and they, they've maybe won 50 matches, but they're not actually getting anything at, at the end of it apart from. Aye. Right, well done, you're, you're developing well or whatever. So Aye. I think, I think see, I don't know if I was always one of the players that played a game and, and gave everything to win it, no matter whether it was a friendly or a, a final. But yeah. I think it, it, it could raise people's game as well when you're playing for something yeah, because there's something at the end of the line. As you said, they boys are coming down and, and they're like, right, that's a cup. We need to go and win this cup. Kind of thing. Yeah. So it just shows that some people, I don't know if they, they raise their game or whatever, but it just shows if there's something at, at an end goal almost, then, then yeah. it, it kind of could raise your performance or whatever. 
No, definitely. I always found that like I feel like I was a cup player. To be honest, as soon as there was a cup on the line, there, there was something. It was a quarter final, semi final, final. That I felt like it always did just give that wee extra few percent, yeah. which I mean, r- rightly or wrongly, like you say, you should always be giving everything you've got. But it does just give you that wee extra, wee extra burst. So mm-hmm. I definitely miss it. So we'll go go back to your sort of career then. So from going from boys club back to air, what was that then? About fourteen, fifteen. Um, back to air. Uh, under 13 so that was Air never had an under 14 so as I said my old boys club kind of the majority of players went went to Air to, to, to be the kind of core of the uh, under 14s yeah. and then how, how did that come about as well because that's not that commonly heard of how, how come was it just that Air were looking to try and fill a team and then quite clearly I, I think, I think the best sort of team at that age I think he's got boys for right young now, but at that age, they never had anybody below uh, under kind of 14s. Yeah. Uh, no, no, as in, no, in the pro you set up. Yeah. Uh, right now, they've got teams uh, can write down young ages, yeah. but at that, at that stage, I think the, the lowest uh, team was under 14s because I think that was the, the first 11 aside. Jeez. So I think that, yeah. I think again, they were just starting at under 14s. And uh, and because we were kind of one of the best boys clubs kind of in here, so I think they just tried to to look at us and and they, I don't think they they wanted to take our boys club and be that team, but I think they were going to take the majority of our players anyway. So uh, it was unfortunate that we all never went, but because it was, yeah. I mean, it's quite sad when like sixteen boys go and like two or three don't. So yeah. it, it's a bit harsh, but. Uh, Majority of the boys went, and then they picked up other boys for for other local teams like Air Boswell stuff like that, and yeah. then kind of kind of changed it for us into Air United kind of full teams, which which helps when you're going with a core of boys that you've played with for for years. So that definitely helped the the change anyway. Oh, definitely. I was going to say, obviously, from from your perspective and, and from the guys coming from from your team, it, it would have been a great transition. Did you feel that the boys? Like you say, coming in from Boswell or Valspar or wherever else they're coming from, do you feel that they struggled because you were such a kind of close knit team going into it, and then they almost mm-hmm. felt like alienated, or was it just like now we are a United, so it was a lot different? I uh, it's it is hard because when when you're as I say, we've got a, a core of boys, and then you're picking one, two, three for for other yeah. teams coming in, but I think we all could knew each other. For, playing against each other yeah. and stuff like that anyway and, and although we, we had a good core of boys for our boys club like they're, they're technically picking the kind of best ones for, for the other teams as yeah. well so I, I think it was a, a good mix and, and a good uh, a good gel at that at that point but I think I don't know for, at my point of view because I had been at the boys club with all the players and they were coming it was probably harder for the other boys coming into that because it probably felt yeah. as if they were Coming into a, a well, they were coming into a brand new team, but for yeah. us it wasn't. Didn't, we didn't have that feel because uh, we played yeah. with the boys. But for them coming into a brand new team, I don't know if if, if that maybe hindered them for the first wee bit. I know I don't know how it's how they would have felt at that point. But uh, but for me, it, we we were coming in playing with boys that we we had knew for years. So so we kind of just started. And and hit no hit the ground running as in performance wise, but it was so easy for us to yeah to get down smooth and, and transition play. Aye, so, uh, exactly. so, so smooth aye. aye definitely so so how did you feel obviously then what was it you said how many years were you in the academy here before it started getting into senior football could it four so, or five 
I was so under fourteens. I went there, so I was thirteen, and then I actually made my debut debut two years later when I was fifteen. Right. Uh, for there. Um, I know. I look back at the photos now, and like the shorts look like three quarter lengths and stuff like uh, that. On it, it, it was absolutely. It was short sleeves, but it was like two quarters <laughs> away in my arm. Uh, but it, I mean, I, it was. We're going to that probably, but I mean, I was under fourteens, but I was getting a lot of chances to to go up and play with the the fifteens and and even the sixteens, two years above me. Which, even then, we're talking about when I was right young. You notice it. Even then, you still notice it because the yeah. boys that are are in under 16, 15, 16, They they're starting to get physical and stuff like yeah. that. And, I, and I'm thirteen. I'm still can wee and slight and yeah. stuff like that. So even then, you still notice it. But I think other than the, the physical side of it, I, I think I I can have handled it and blended in all right. And I think it helped me going and playing with older teams and. And older boys when I came back and played in my team, I think that, that yeah. helped me uh, when I come back to Money's group that I had been playing against older boys and, and other other age uh, age groups. Yeah, no, it sounds like a common theme throughout. To be honest, that you've always been trying to battle. There's always been some sort of battle with whatever team you're at. There, there, there's been something in the way. And then, like you say, I feel like at the very early, very very early ages. Sorry. Like the 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 age and the difference in age will just sort of I mean it'll be boys will be taller and boys will be smaller. But like you say, when you get to thirteen playing against fifteen, sixteen year olds, whatever it might be, it then just becomes they they filled out a lot more. Yeah. They, they can be the same height as you, but they can be a lot more stronger, a lot mm-hmm. quicker. Whereas at the younger age, it is mainly a sort of height thing, I would say. But usually thirteen to fifteen, you would say most people they're not going to massively change in height, but. Their physicality, their, their muscle growth, their speed—all that's going to drastically change. So, again, it's another big challenge for for making that step. So, from going obviously signing with Air only a couple of years later to actually making senior debut, did you feel like how how was that transition going from obviously obviously used to playing against older boys, but it's a completely different ballpark. Hi, definitely is it. The way it happened, the air were already uh, qualified for the playoffs, uh, the promotion playoffs. So it, it was the last game of the season, and because they were already in the playoffs, they had arrested a lot of uh, boys. It was actually funny because yeah. the game was against Brecon, and they were playing Brecon in the playoffs. So yeah. they'd let, rested a lot of boys, I think, to keep them fresh for the playoffs. So they were giving a lot of uh, young boys a chance, and a, yeah. a few of us made our debuts then, but. But the boys were a good couple of years older than me that they were making their debut. So right. at fifteen, I mean, I got, I think I got a text, or a phone call on the Friday night to say I was going up with the squad on the, the Saturday, and I, I'm thinking, can just going up with the squad and being about there on March Day, it could be a good experience, uh, in itself. Even uh, if I didn't, I, didn't was play. that the first time that you'd ever been brought up at all? Was it the first I, time I, you were up to made I your trained debut? and stuff like that with them, but. Uh, never involved like in a March Day squad or anything like that. Uh, so I, I don't know how the penny never dropped, but I was training with them for a few weeks leading up to that. So I don't yeah. know if that was with, with a view for that or whether it was just a coincidence. But uh, but when I look back now, I probably was training with them to, to see how I handled it or whatever, to see if yeah. I, they, they thought I, I could uh, make the jump for, for a debut. But uh, I went up in the match day squad and I just remember warming up and then getting the shout and coming on for, I think it was like 20 minutes and stuff like that. And I say like 
my mum, my mum and that were come up uh, and watch the game, and if it's funny. Uh, speaking after it, and she's like the 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 fans and stuff. Like that. I didn't even know who this wee boy was that was coming on the park and stuff like that. And I bet a few folk would have been quite shell shocked to imagine a fifteen year old's <laughs> coming on. To be fair, it's not. I, I can't remember any time recently that I've, I've heard the team's debuting fifteen year olds. So I know uh, it's a massive a massive jump. So following that, did you were you around sort of match day squads and training that? Since then, or was that kind of spells uh, in and out? Or I, well, that was the kind of end of the season. So when I'm into next season, there was a lot of tr- done pre-season with the first team and and not as much playing a lot of games, but training a lot and yeah. being in match day squads, but no actually making the bench or or, or the team, but just yeah. be, being in and around the first team uh, a lot more. Uh, I was 16 in the summer then, so I, then I went. I signed my first. Uh, pro contract and stuff like that. So being in in, in the first team and, and training a lot with the squad at that point uh, has definitely helped me for when I went back and, and was playing in my, my youth team as well. And training and playing with men, obviously, it, it has to help your development when you're going back and playing a uh, youth team with, with boys your own age. It, it can only stand you in, in good stead. I, I was going to ask you if you felt like the opportunity was, was right or if you felt that it maybe would have been a bit more beneficial for you to maybe hold off because obviously 15 still, you're, you're, unless you are top, top, top yeah. level, you're never going to be <laughs> consistently starting with a first team at 15, 16. Do you feel like it, it maybe would have been better holding off or do you feel like it was just great getting up there as soon as you could just I, to get, I, like you say, getting used to playing with men, used to adult football, yeah. senior football, it set you up in good stead going forward? Yeah, I think, I think it was... It was good being able to go up and, and train with them and, and stuff like that. I mean, it, of course, there was there was a massive difference uh, if, you, if you're playing at your own age group at under 16, 17s to, to playing essentially with men every every week in training yeah. with them. So I, I don't think there was ever a, a view to it being permanent at 15, 16. Yeah. But I think getting up there and training... Uh, even if I was training once or twice a week with them and, and then training with my, my my own youth team at that point, I think yeah. it was good just being in and training with them and take a, a view of what it was going to be like because I was 16 and in the next couple of years, that, that's where you, you were looking to be. So I think getting a taste for it at, at that age only helped me when I went back to my youth team to to spur me on to try and in the next couple of years say up right, I want to be there kind of on a permanent basis training and yeah. playing in that first team so it definitely helped uh, no definitely it's almost like a wee kind of teaser of what's the yeah. coming to it it's, it's a wee insight into the life of being a first team player and what you need to aspire to, towards so I can see it being a, a great motivator to be honest to giving the young players that, right, that chance no, so, so how was so from here I believe you went on loan at yeah. here is that right so how did that come about? Was that just a case of trying to get more senior football rather than obviously just doing, doing your training? Yeah, so when when I got to 17, uh, the manager that gave my debut, he he left uh, then the the season uh, when I was 16 before I turned 17. And, and one of the, the players uh, who was coming to the later stages got, got the job on a kind of player coach role. Right, okay. So... Uh, and that's when I was seventeen, and and he made it kind of clear to me that he wanted me to be part of the first team, as and that was my my team now, rather than going to going to my youth team at under nineteens or whatever. So he kind of made it clear that that he wanted me to be a, a first team player now at seventeen, which 
even them when you look back it's still young uh, even with the photographs and stuff like that you can still tell that it like I mean I'm I'm no I'm like uh, built like a rake uh, against (laughs) these these men and and you can the shirts hanging off me and stuff like that but I think it was 17 is probably a lot more easier to blend in it's 17 coming towards 18 and stuff like that than, than what I was uh, at 15 definitely, but, definitely. but I think it was a case of trying I wasn't wasn't playing a lot of, of minutes um, and st- I was, the first year when I was 17 I was I playing more often than when I did when I got to, to 18 uh, right. so my first season was, was good I really enjoyed it playing a lot time and then when I got to 18 and I wasn't playing a lot of minutes and, and then I ended up Going out on loan, but it just ended up a, a one month emergency loan, uh, right. and then I come back after four weeks. But I wish it was longer because I right. I was going there and and I went to Albion and I was playing. So yeah, I think if I was left there maybe for six months or even to the end of the season, uh, and and continued playing there, then I would come back to air probably a better player and, and ready to play in their first team. But uh, but you're just going away, get a taste for football for a month, and then you're coming back and. And no playing again, so it's uh, as a, it was a bit frustrating at that time. Uh, but w- w- was it ever an option? That w- did you ever have a say? And you know, if you, if you got the chance to go and get more minutes elsewhere, was there ever an opportunity for that that just never kind of materialised, or was it just a case of they were trying to keep you here to try and kind of force something that maybe wasn't ever going to happen? I well, I, th- I think it possibly could have been that. When I mean, I, I felt as if I was ready to to play in the first team at that point. Uh, for whatever reason, I never and and gone out and loan. I think was the best option for for both of us. But I I just didn't understand the one month. Like, yeah, w- obviously it benefits me going and playing for for a month and and getting minutes. But in the long run, it, it can't really benefit you too much yeah. because you're only there for a month and then you're coming back to to do what you were doing before. Essentially, yeah. so yeah. It, it was frustrating, but. When I was going away and playing, I was thinking I'm coming back to to then come and play in the first team, and I just yeah. wasn't the case, and and it was frustrating, and I, I think I tried to go back out and loan again, but I I was only able to go back to Albion because you're only allowed to play for two clubs in the, right. the seas or something like that. So it definitely was frustrating, and I don't think there was an option to be able to go back to Albion. I don't know whether they had uh, thought the position covered or whatever since I was only there for a month, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, when I went back there, I just I just wasn't really playing as much as I as I thought. My contract was coming to an end, and and I just thought it was it was best if I if I went away and tried to play. And I I, I went and a couple of trials down south, and and it didn't work out. And and then I was almost froze out uh, at one stage because um, there, there's some rule I don't even know if it's still in place. But if if you're under twenty three, but you're out of contract. Yeah, you're almost still tied with the club because right. there's a development fee needs to be paid. There's right. it's happened to a, a few uh, players at, at senior level are under twenty three, and and yeah. it just it never allowed me to be able to go to another senior club um, because of that. Because nobody's really want to pay a development fee for somebody that that wasn't really playing and and yeah. stuff. Like that. So. It was it was hard and, and that's when the only really option that I had was, was to go to Auckland and and that's how it, at the end of that season I, I ended up going there. One of the boys is still there now, Gordon Pope, he was playing with air at the time and he was going to the new 
he'd spoke during the season. He was, he was saying he was he was going to go back to Auchinleck after the season, and then in the summer when I had no club, um, I messaged him to see if I could go train and stuff like that. And then it became that there was an option to go there, and it, 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 I never really had any options at all apart yeah. from that. So. Uh, I know that I'm saying it, it was a bad option to have, obviously. <laughs> it was a good option, but uh, I, preferably at that time, I would mean, like to try to stay senior if, if I could, but it just yeah. wasn't possible. But uh, I, I can't really say too much now because it's, it's been a good time for me. Aye, aye I was going to say because uh, I'd read and, and seen a few things that had said. It, it was almost after the contract had expired, it was almost like a limbo period. I, I wasn't too sure. Like almost why that was or, yeah. or what that sort of development he was. So, that was, so was it just basically so that clubs couldn't just force players to run their contracts down? Ah, and you mean, on a free? Is that something why that? Basically, was I mean, it, it's got its pros and cons. I mean, it, it's good for the club to recoup some money that, that they've had for developing the player. Mm-hmm. Essentially, that's for the development fees for. But also, like there was a there was a chance for me to. Then another boy to go like down south, but when a contract came to an end, but uh, but the the fee was was that was asked for was too much and stuff like that. So okay. it it was was frustrating at that time because I had the chance to go uh, to Birmingham in the championship at that time, and I, I, I probably played in the youth team, but I think it was was a a chance that that I made clear that I wanted it to happen, but yeah. just. The, the fee couldn't be agreed. I, I think because uh, I think my contract w- was coming to an end. Uh, I think I only had one year left at that point. Uh-huh. Um, I, be- I basically made it clear that I, I wanted to go, but the, the fee that they were looking for was was more than than teams were willing to 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 pay. So uh-huh. you can see their their point of view. They're, they're not going to want to pay crazy money for somebody who's only got a yeah, year's left in, in their contract. So Definitely. It seems was... a bit of a weird one from your perspective though as well though, because yeah, they're holding out for whatever the fee might have been, they're holding out for that fee, but if they don't get that, they're essentially getting nothing at the end as well because I'm, I'm guessing there was no... Was it you that decided not to sort of renew a deal or was there a deal on the uh, table to stay? Or? There, there was a deal on the table, table to stay, but I, I had the chance uh, of going down south for uh, for trials at clubs that that I felt were suited me better, so yeah. I was going down and I was I was at risk because there wasn't a guarantee mm-hmm. that anything was going to happen. But I th- I thought it was something that I I wanted to do and and it, it was hard because the contract. I mean, we got offered the contract to and it was a good contract at that time. But I mean, I, I was told I had twenty four hours to make my decision and stuff like that. And, Right. That, that's the, it just wasn't possible to make a decision like that in, in that space of time and oh, it was because he had kind of mucked up the contract uh, and they had let it run down that it, because I don't know if they were trying to get it done as quick as possible because they, they had made a mistake on their part but it, it was really frustrating uh, for me that, that I was kind of I basically say I, I it's too big a decision to to make in twenty four hours. I mean, I need to speak to family, friends, everything about it, and and try and work out what's best for me at the end of the day. And and when I look back now, you might be think, oh, you should just spit the bullet and and sign the contract, and then and then try to play more minutes in the first go for a move. But mm-hmm. I just 
I just felt when I wasn't playing any any games really or hardly any games that that I, I was best going elsewhere and it didn't quite work out and and that's how I've I've ended up at Auckland. But I just I just sometimes there's, there's regrets whether you should have just signed the contract. And the the other boy uh, that that I went in trial with, he went back and ended up he initially he rejected the contract as well, but then. Yeah. I think when nothing worked to it, he ended up going back and, and signing, which maybe I could have done that as well. Maybe I was too stubborn, but I just I just thought I would be playing any minutes and I had an awful lot of minutes that, that I thought I should be playing or, or I wanted to play. And when I wasn't getting that, I, I was maybe selfish from my point, saying, well, I'm not going to go and sign again when maybe I should have. But look, I, I've been all really regrets because of, when I went to Auckland Lake, I've, I've been there seven years now and I've, I've had some great times, some of the best times that I've had in football. So it's it's not something that I, I really regret too much. No, definitely. I don't. I don't think anybody could, could hold it against you or, or say you're selfish enough for doing that. Like you yeah. say, if, if you if you were in there seventeen three and it looked promising and it looked like it was going well, and then turned eighteen and it just kind of plateaus out and it, it goes a bit stale. No one. I don't. No one could hold it against you for going and trying to just play a bit of football. At the end of the day, if, if that yeah. was your only option, like you say. What was going to tell, but like, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I would say it's the right one because yeah. you could you could end up staying at Air however long and then just still being in the same scenario two or three years later. And yeah, that, that's that's what I, I've always said to people. I could I've still been at Air and and signed, but say for another two years, I think the contract was, and I could have, I went maybe 30, 40 games and stuff like that. But I think I've, I've probably got better experiences and. And I've definitely got better memories at in those times that I went to Open Lake than, than yeah. what I probably could have at, at Air and and we'll, we'll all come on to, to to that. But I think it was was definitely a decision that that wasn't took out of my hands, but I wasn't left with many options. But I mean, there's definitely worse options uh, to go to than 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 I was the option to go to Open Lake. That's for sure. No, definitely. It's worked it all right, and like you say, we will touch on it. So. Signing with Auckland Lake then, was that 19 that you you made the step? Yeah. yeah. Did, so did you feel, obviously, from not playing that much first-team football, but being around the first-team senior environment and then taking the step to a junior, did you feel like there was, there was a huge quality difference? Did you jump down and think, oh, right, I'm actually a lot better here and I know I'm going to make my mark a wee bit more? Or was it still the case of, you're still 19, you're still pretty young, do you know what I mean? So... Was it still the, the case of oh, I'm really going to need to fight for this year and improve to Talbot, even though I was at here, that doesn't count for anything now. I need, I need yeah. to prove myself here. I, I definitely, I mean, that I think the times that I've been there, we have proved against teams at a higher level that we can compete. So going definitely. there, there, there wasn't too much of a difference. I mean, a, a lot of yeah. boys that were there had had played senior football as well and were. And, and coming coming back down to Auckland because they were older and stuff, but there was boys who who probably had chances to to stay senior and and Auckland was a, a better option for them as well. But I, I think at that time, I think a lot of people, I mean, there's there's boys rejecting senior contracts now to to come and play with teams at a level. So yeah, I think I think then for senior football it was maybe looked down upon junior football, yeah. but I think now you can see that that. There's teams that are almost on on par, whether it's their their grounds, or pitches, or stadiums, uh, 
stuff like that. But but with players as well, I think, yeah, I think a lot of players that that are playing at this level could could easily make a step up and play in in League One, some even Championship as well. So I think I think the level that we're playing at has got a lot more recognition and respect now than what it did when I when I first uh, went to Auckland Lake at nineteen. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, there's been a big kind of transition phase in there as well, and we will touch on that. So, take, taking a step from junior, how did you, did, or to junior, how did you find the, the junior setup going into it? But did you have, obviously, being from Auckland and around that sort of uh, area, I'd imagine you'd have some sort of knowledge of kind of junior football in the game before, or, yeah. or was it? Was it very much a sort of big learning curve in terms of just being used to being in the sort of professional system to then? Ending in a completely new system, or like I say, where you're sort of pretty familiar with how like, the format was and the teams and that sort of thing. But yeah. prior to kind of joining, I, th- I think, as you said, fee being from this area, junior football is is massive in, in Ayrshire, especially. There's yeah, a lot definitely. of top sides, uh, and I think me being from Auckland is is local uh, to Auckland, like, so. You can uh, you can know what it means to everybody. Uh, yeah. I'd went and watched Auckland Lake when I was younger and stuff. I went to to school and uh, secondary school in Auckland Lake as well. So you you know what what Auckland Lake junior football what it means to to the people where the village. I mean, like like so I, I'm a Rangers supporter and there's there's folk that follow Rangers, Celtic, Commander, Hibs Hearts everywhere. But there is people that genuinely Auckland Lake is their team and and that's it. Auckland Lake is their Rangers, their Celtic, like that's how they're going to fall every week. So it, that you, you realise what it what it does mean to people when you when you're when you're playing in it. Whereas for the outside, you maybe don't realise uh, what it what it does mean to people until you're actually there. So I think being local to the area uh, and and knowing what it what it means to people, it, it definitely still had the same feel of, of, of the professional side of it, even though yeah. even though it was juniors at the time and I'm. I was maybe I was maybe one of the ones that then was a bit naive and thinking, oh no, it's not, it's like a last option going there. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna try and stay senior, but if I knew then what I knew now, it would have, it would have probably been a, a first option uh, at, at some stages, definitely. Yeah, I know. Like I was always growing up, I'd always sort of heard like sort of stories about junior football and your and your Talbots and your, and your Glens, your, your sort of bigger teams, bigger Yorkshire teams and I'd never but I'd never really properly experienced it until we became I was I was playing with Chris up until we were turning into under nineteens and when yeah. we became Talbot under nineteens at that time right. we just sort of shifted similar to what you were pretty much with uh, going going for boys club and we went from Chris into Kind of, it's still boys club, but into yeah. the Talbot sort of system, mm-hmm. uh, and it was then that we, I, I was exposed to it a lot more, and actually understood how big the club was, and like yeah. you say, how much it means to to supporters and to the to the locals. There it is, like you say, it is. It makes some folks weak. So it isn't just something that Aye, why it's just on folk, folk live and breathe mm-hmm. Talbot, which, like I say, I, I never, almost never believed it up to that point. I was like, <laughs> you, need, you need to follow a big team. <laughs> And then I've learned, and like you say, in terms of like stadiums and that, like you get the bigger sort of the bigger junior teams, you say competing with League Two, League One signs. I'd say that there's definitely a a following and then a sort of family feel around mm. the club a lot, it's like a lot more than what I would say there is definitely with some other clubs. So yeah, I, I think t- t- taking a step down, like you say, you might have thought 
taking a step down, definitely not first choice. But I think the fact that you've actually gone into such a great club definitely sort of helped bridge that gap. Like you say, it didn't feel like a massive drop from being yeah. professional to then dropping to the junior. Mm-hmm. No, it, it didn't feel like a, a huge... Maybe for the outside looking in, it, it, I thought it was a huge drop, but when the, then when you get there, you realise like the drop in quality and stuff like that isn't, isn't much, if, if anything, at all. So, uh, like, sorry, like Gordon Pope played at air with me and he went to off and let, so you were still getting the same calibre calibre of player from yeah. that level playing playing in the juniors at that time and not just with us but but with other teams as well and Absolutely. and even more so now you're you're getting uh, players who have played senior football other days and, and coming and playing at our level so so definitely getting getting the, the recognition that it, it deserves now whereas then when I first joined it, it probably was looked down upon five, five people maybe in senior football at higher levels like so yeah uh, some of the teams qualify for the for the senior Scottish Cup uh, back then, and there was people like I think it was like Stephen Thompson was one of the ones that that kind of says kid, and they almost don't really. I don't think he come out and says they don't want them there, but it was basically in yeah. about that way. And then uh, then okay. when when he sees teams competing from a level in senior football, I think they realise right this we're maybe a bit harsh. This this level of football should be getting getting recognition that it deserves, and it's only recently. Now that, that it is getting that recognition, and and I think it'll only only come and, and grow and, and get bigger and better. Yeah, definitely. And and like uh, you you touched on it earlier, there's had definitely a few there's a few cup runs in there that I do want to touch on where you definitely showed your worth against you know the kind of senior sides. So mm-hmm. from your from your time at juniors with Talbot, what what would you say are the kind of main highlights there's obviously a lot of lot of success in there along the way yeah uh, you could say what what were the key moments for you that stand out between or say in the junior phase of, of being yeah. talbot before you made this transition just now and the the junior well from my earliest uh the first kind of my first season i won a, a league in a scottish cup but i never i never played as much as yeah. i would have liked in that first season so mm. Even though I had won a league in a Scottish Cup, it wasn't until the next season that, that I kinda of started playing in the team a lot more and yeah. and we won the league uh, we won the league that year and I had scored I scored on the last game of the season to win the league. So it wasn't until then that I really felt a lot more part of it. Yeah. Because although I had I had won uh, trophies in the first season because I wasn't playing an awful lot, I maybe thought even though it is a team game, I maybe never felt right part of it until yeah, that no, second totally season where I felt as if I was contributing a lot more to yeah. the success with her. And then uh, that was the kind of the first uh, real memory was was winning that league in the second season and and scoring the goal. And I just felt as if right that this is me kind of stamping my kind of own own claim in, in the team and stuff like that. And then totally. after that. Um, Probably the the next best memory is uh, the Scottish Cup final against Huddleford at, at Rugby Park. Um, I I I think that is probably game. I don't think that could ever be beaten, no matter what I do in football. Now. Uh, it, it was just something that I'll I'll never ever forget in in my life. And there's some people that will say like that that'll probably be be the best junior cup moment probably. Yeah. Uh, not just for a target point of view, but just for a junior cup it is such a historical uh, trophy and to to win it 
once is good, but to to be fortunate to win it to win it a few times and, and contribute uh, and and winning it is is something that I'll, I'll never forget. Aye, well, like I said, when we made, when we made the transition to Talbot, there was a few a few of the boys started going to the games quite regularly. Like I said, we started getting a lot more feel for the club. So yep. that was the year of the Harrowfoot final at Robbie Park, and it was the first time we went as a as a team. All of us went together to to come and watch, to come and support, and obviously. Most of us from from Kelly from from more kind of this area. I would it'd be wrong of me to say we we're diehard Talbot fans, but we're <laughs> a wee bit more invested more in the club and wanting wanting something for it. And honestly, mate, when you were sitting describing that there, I got goosebumps <laughs> e- e- even thinking about the moment uh, again. It, it was just one of the it was one of them special moments in football. I think, uh, and, like, even though like you say it's not professional level, it's not Champions League, but. It doesn't matter, like just that that yeah. feeling of a uh, uh, joy and emotion that you got. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was in the stands and and I I was going mental. And, and <laughs> yeah, no. it was it's not it's not my club like fully like I wasn't fully invested in it. It's still like like you say one of the best moments ever in football. Uh, and it, it just, uh, just just that 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 cup final feeling is is just unreal. How was it on the pitch? And that would you definitely say that is like. The peak so far, just that sort of that sort of joy and that feeling you got that day. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's there's boys in the the team that have been there for longer than me, and and they they've all say kind of that that just cannot be beaten. Just the the way it happened, just the the day like the for the lowest of the low to to peak, in in a matter of a minute. So it's yeah. just it it just shows how football can change in such a a short space of time. One moment you think because we had lost the score before that to Glenafton, yeah. who were yep. kind of rivals probably that or they are rivals, and losing that final a hurt a lot. Uh, and then when you're losing the final the year later, you think we've got a chance to redeem ourselves, and then you're losing. You're down to one in ninety minutes, and I'm looking at the scoreboard, and see it's actually hard because. The scoreboard counts up to ninety, but then see when it gets to ninety, it doesn't go like ninety-one, two or three. So Aye. you know there's three minutes added on, but you, you don't actually know how long there is to go. And I, yeah. I remember taking a look over at the scoreboard, and I was like, "I, I can't believe you're going to lose us again." And then I, I don't even know what happened after that. It was just, <laughs> it, was, it was just a blot, like like it was just just bang by. It was just so rapid that you couldn't. You didn't have time to compose yourself at all. I don't. I don't know how boys in the park managed to, to kind of settle themselves at all. Because I, I remember we were we were still going mental in the stands, <laughs> and then we were like, it was a corner, wasn't it? The, the third goal. I was two, like, two what's going on here? Third goal with, with aye. 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 It was unreal to be honest. Just just being there, and even though we'd we'd been to a few games, and that that was that was the first sense for me of. What 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 did mean to, to yeah. the fans and, mm-hmm. and and just how big a, how big an event it was. So well, I think f- following that, mm-hmm. th- there was a few sort of senior Scottish Cup runs, I, I believe. Yeah. How how was that then? Sort of obviously going from the, the pinnacle of, of junior football to then, like you say, that there's people in, in the in the senior professional game that are still looking down on it and still thinking. Maybe they're not as good as what they think they are. Like they are just this kind of thing on the side. Did yeah. you feel like when you were playing against the senior teams in the Scottish, it was almost like we've we've got a we've got a point to prove here to kind of show that we're not no mugs? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, 
the, the first kind of noticeable cup run where we started gathering a bit of momentum and stuff like that was, uh, I think that was 2019, I think, 2018 19, I think that season was. Uh, and we, stages, we, we actually have to play like two qualifying rounds to even get into the first round. So right. you're playing teams where we're winning 10 0 and stuff like that. And you're thinking, like, this is what we yeah. actually have to do to get in. To, to actually qualify to get into the first round, right. uh, so so we played two qualifying rounds in the first round. I think we got a uh, Wick Academy away right, in the right. league. Um, you'd get up there and you're staying the night before the freight. I think it's like seven eight hours away or something. Yeah, so we stayed in a, a place called Donnock. Uh, it was maybe an hour, an hour and a half or something away from Wick. Right. You get up there on the Friday night, you're staying and. Uh, I think we won two one that game. Uh, are we up there? And then the next round we get drawn away to Cove Rangers, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh. Which another Highland League team, and they were kind of just starting to gather a wee bit of pace with with signings and and spent a bit of money trying to get ourselves uh, up the leagues, which they're they're in League One now. Yeah. Um, but that was just a kind of almost near enough to start eh, eh, their their journey at that point. So we were kind of we were underdogs going up there, and it was one of the kind of first times that often like that I felt like you were a right underdog in a, a yeah. game, and it was, I was actually a day I'll, I'll never forget because I, I was in the bench eh, as a as a sub, and we were warming up, and the teams went in just the starting eleven went in just before the game, and, right. and me and a boy are passing the ball, but and I turned away. And he's he's had a pass and it's hurt my, my wrist and broke my wrist in the in the warm up and I was I was like oh my god I just I knew the pain straight away like something was wrong with us and, um, and I'm having to get and explain to my like I've just literally just broke my wrist in the in the warm up for this game so I'm I'm on the the, the bench uh, with uh, taking painkillers and that trying to get through this game yeah. I think I think we went down one nil. Uh, I think we drew one each, uh, and we got them at a replay at Auckland Lake and beat them two one, uh, which uh, that was probably a kind of a good a good win against them because I said they were starting their journey to come towards senior football. So that was a kind of first kind of statement as if right we're 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 no here just to take part. We're yeah. we're kind of here and we're, we're want to to go further and we can almost fancy ourselves against the majority of teams that were were. Uh, that'll come up against us and then the, the third round we got away to Fraserburgh who were another Highland League team so three aways yeah. in, the, in the Highland League um, and we knew if, if we beat Fraserburgh that was us in with we, we kind of bigger teams like the, the Championship and and uh, I think I don't know if the lower end is I think the this uh, SPL the teams uh, I think the bottom uh, six were in it uh, I think it might have been uh, so, so you know if you beat Fraserburgh you have a chance of are getting a, a a top side, but also you've got a chance of making the club a wee bit of money. Getting say you got you got a good draw and and we beat Fraserburgh uh, one 0 and then we're on the bus on the way home and the boys are having a beer and that and we're listening to the draw and and we get united and the the bus just starts an uproar <laughs> and everybody's singing and dancing and shouting and that and I, it was just a bit of a joke because air obviously is is local to to Auckland Lake and and we got them at home and. And it was we knew it was going to be a 
we knew it was going to be a sellout. Obviously, about uh, three or four thousand kind of fills on the ground, and we just knew what occasion that could have been. And then it got chose for the for the BBC for for live and daily, and, and that was a another thing. So we were trying to play our, our league games up until then, and and there's just a distraction of like media work and stuff like that that we can. We actually had to like take days off work to to go to Ochnalek and do like a media day and everything, and it's just things that are just totally totally new to us at, yeah. at, at that level, um, and just the build up to that game and everything about it, uh, and we were massive, massive under the air. We're flying at that time. Air were top of the championship at, at that point, so we we are no that we ever doubted ourselves, but. We knew it was going to be a, a hard, hard task yeah. to, to even take anything at the game. And yeah. at, at one point, we were actually thinking the last thing we want is a replay the week later going down yeah. to Somerset. I I'm not saying you would, have, you would rather get beat, but the, the last no, thing you wanted was, I mean, really your only chance was to beat them at home. Uh, if you go to them away on Somerset, a kind of bigger pitch or stuff like that, it just it wouldn't have... It just wouldn't have been good for us, and yeah. and we we knew it was going to be hard, and we set up in a four five one formation to to try and kind of be stuffy and just just we we know we all always work hard, and if and sometimes our quality will shine through in the end, but against teams like Air, you, you almost have to work hard and concentrate for the full ninety minutes, and and so sometimes that's draining itself, just just concentrating because see yeah. if you you. See if you um, you lapse in concentration for for one minute, you, that can that can be a difference between a goal and, and when you're playing teams of that quality. Yeah. And uh, the manager says he says I thought we're going four five one. That was kind of the first time we had really kind of set up like that uh, yeah. because we're normally the kind of the favourite against most of the teams we're playing, and yeah. it was a bit different. And he said there is come going to come. We we want to be in the position where at some point I'm going to gamble and go four four two and, and go for the game. Yeah. It's and it's up to us basically to get ourselves in that position, and and it it came to, and we were, we were in it now now at half time, and I think the the, the support that started believing there is something could actually could actually happen here. Yeah. Um, now now at half time, then the later the game goes, 60, 70 minutes, and then the manager's like, oh, right, I, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna put two strikers on. Ah, I, I come on, and it's <laughs> if you watch it, but I don't know if you've you've watched the highlights or whatever. And see when you watch, see because I played where I don't know what I'd ever done, but see when I come on, and all you hear is booze, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I I played like thirty games for the club, and it's not as if I was like a Judas or anything like that. Like, I don't know why, but. Uh, anyway, and I come on, and, and it was twenty minutes to go, and and I always knew if if we got, we would get one good chance, two good chances, and and we we missed a, a header, I think a, a good right good header at now now to got one now, and you think is that your is that your chance? Because yeah. against the teams you don't you don't you don't get three four five chances, you get one or two chances, and you need to take them, and then we got a free kick, and uh, I put it, and it was actually funny because the the Hurlford final I took the corner and Craig McCracken scored the header to win it and yeah. then that's what happened against there I took the free kick and he scores the header to, to put us up 1-0 and then I, th- I don't know I think it must have been about 15 minutes or something left and yeah. you're just thinking like concentrate just defend everybody. if everybody does their jobs that's it. we've took a massive scalp here and, and thankfully we did and that kind of 
runs par with, with the Hurlford final on, on yeah. like moments in football which, which it'll not be beaten because just the fact that Air was local as well, it wasn't that derby as such, but because they were a, a, an Ayrshire team as well and, and we wanted to show that we can compete with, with teams like that and oh, that was yeah. another one that that you just think uh, this is us kind of making a statement that, that we can compete with teams at, at, at this level and and that was another day that that we'll never forget beating air in the in the cup. I uh, know that like that, that was another day. I, I didn't manage to even get tickets to the game, like you say. You knew it instantly. It was gonna be it was gonna be a struggle. Yeah. You know, tell, but just I mean, with, with the size of the ground, obviously, and then just the demand for a fixture of that size, it, it, it's crazy, really. So uh, I I remember being in the pub, me, me, me and a few of the boys at the team, and then a few of our mates were at the pub, like you say, it was on. It was it was on telly like it's almost like unheard of as well. Ah, just yeah, like being able to being able to watch it on the telly, so I can imagine like you said, just having all that media around. Did you feel like that kind of gave you a wee extra boost as well? Obviously, the fixture's massive and it's one of the biggest games that a junior team ever. I'd imagine it's one of the yeah. that is one of the biggest fixtures ever. Do, do you feel like having the sort of the media? The media element with interviews, I'd imagine, and, and promos that side of the thing. Did that kind of Elevate its importance almost, or was it just something you just had to do? Really, I uh, I think it, I mean we've we've done media work like interviews for papers and stuff like that before cup finals, but it was uh-huh. it was different. Like like <laughs> we we are sitting in the social club on like and there's like five reporters running about you with like the 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 CDB recording things that they've got yeah. and stuff like that. It's just it was just different and. The last thing in your mind, you don't want to be doing all this and then going get battered five nine or something like that. You want, you want to be here for a reason. You want to compete, and um, I don't know if it. I think it was for us because we were so much of an underdog. We were almost going out there and and you can just go and enjoy yourself, and there's there's almost no pressure to a certain extent. Yeah. So I don't know if the. I don't know if it, it helped or, or no that the media thing, but it was certainly like different and and. The, the weeks leading up to it, it did take a wee bit of getting used to, and I, I think, but see, see, like so our supporters, they they thought they were quite confident, like they just expect Ohlnick to win every single game they're playing. Even when uh, we were and played Hearts, so deep down there would be some supporters like we've a chance here. Whereas uh, the players are like, I mean, if if we get beat one two now, we're we're doing all right here. So uh, I think with the, with the whole thing with the, the media and all that, I think it was just a wee. And added bonus and something that we've we've never really done before. So just to be to be there and, and be involved in things like that, playing on TV and stuff like that, it was just a it was more a, a bonus and something that you can look back on and, and enjoy and, and have a wee laugh about as well. I know definitely. You, you mentioned there the next round at, at Hearts. That was obviously another away day for you. Went yeah. up there. I did actually manage to get to that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was my first time time being there as well up in Edinburgh watching it. Did you feel like, like you said, you felt like it would have been a struggle playing away at Somerset against right. there? Obviously, going up and playing Hearts away, did, did you feel going into that like it was going to be almost an, an impossible task going into that? Or, or like you like, said, there would be a few fans. Was there a few of the boys, especially maybe what the ones that had been there, like, the kind of longest thinking, you know, like, on a day we can, we can beat MD here? I, I remember they played Hearts in 2012, I think it was, where... Right. I wasn't there at that point, but I, I was at the game and and Talbot gave it one 0 and 
they're actually a wee bit unfortunate not to get a replay at the game. Uh, Gordon Pope scored a goal that, that when they showed on sports scene and they, they drew the line, they was actually onside and things like that. So they were actually a wee bit hard done by. And I think to go and try and replicate a result like that was going to be going to be hard, even though they, they lost. So yeah. I, I think, I mean, I remember Tucker, the manager, was reading out their team sheet before the game and he's trying to work out where they're playing and he's, he's rattling off like Naismith, uh, the boy Sean Clare, it was the, yeah. the big boy. Um, he's at Middlesbrough now. It's, I think it's Ek Piezo or something like that. Uh, the big striker. Yeah, uh, he was rattling off all these names, and he's trying to work out where they're playing. And then he's just like, "Oh, I don't know." Basically, <laughs> and you're thinking that's what you're, you're up against. And I think it was testament to to Hearts for the how strong a team they they fielded against yeah, us. Yeah, they taking it lightly. And I remember the week before we played Peter Hill in a league, and Kate Levine came and watched. Just showed that but they weren't thinking right. We're just going to go here and bar them anyway. They were they were taking it serious. They were having us watched, and they feel that a right strong team against us. So it, it shows that they want they want to be they want the one they want to be like air. They want they want to have the feeling of, of getting knocked out by by the underdog kind of thing. And and it was always going to be an uphill battle. I mean, the players are full time. Some of them are internationals and stuff like that. So. I think us just being there and, and being able to mix with the teams in the last 16 of Scottish Cup was, I think that was an achievement in itself. Uh, and I think Definitely. anything other than, than a, a loss against uh, Hearts was, was a bonus for us. Aye. No, I mean, like, even when we went up there, it, it, it did feel like, obviously, there's always a chance uh, with Talbot especially, there's just always that feeling, like you say, just go into every game expecting to win, no matter who you're playing. So, uh, I, I do remember going and watching thinking that if they can get in and out of this it's a it's a monumental effort and even then I think it was quite close up and like for, for a wee while to be fair yeah. like, it, it definitely wasn't it wasn't like you just kind of went there and, and rolled over by any stretch of the imagination it was still it was still a battle and, and like you say I think, I think props to Hearts for, for really not, not like giving you a wee bit of respect because I, mm. I feel like there would have been a lot of teams in the championship and then obviously kind of Premier League teams are at that point as well that would have just kind of t- taken it as a kind of free win to be honest so the fact yeah. that like you say Gaffer came and kind of seen what you were all about and, mm. and fielded quite a strong team actually I remember seeing the team at the time and I, think I, I was surprised uh, that, that they did it to be fair mm. so no I, I think Hearts definitely kind of they did the right thing because you, you just hardly had a statement you would have been going there with no, with no fear essentially uh, it was just like Take what we can get. So no, definitely. So following from from the kind of that season onwards, is there anything between? Was it not? Was it a cup run next year? You went on as well. We, I, we did we, we, the kind of first noticeable one, the game we early on we played Kelty Hearts away. Mm-hmm. I, I was on BBC as well actually yeah. on a Friday night. Uh, and Kelty had spent a wee bit of money. They were similar to Cove. Had tried to. They were trying to get up the leagues. Obviously, they're, they're in League Two now, but yeah. we were getting up there as, as an underdog then. But deep down, we knew if we played on a day, we were more than capable of beating them. And, and we went up, and I think they were a wee bit always shell shocked with us. It's not as if we went up there and 3 0, we, we did biz look like a battle, but it's not as if we played them off the park then. We just, yeah. our game plan, everybody stuck to the game plan, it, it, it was perfection. and and I think this the scoreline kinda kinda shows that as well and, and yeah. scoring scoring on on that night on the telly as well is, is a is a good moment in uh, 
we got Cove Rangers in the next round again as well. And obviously, we were playing them before and, and knocking them out. I think right. they were going to come down with a wee bit of point to prove. And, and I think yes. they were actually in League Two at this point. I think they had got promoted. They were in League Two and, and we got them at, at home again. And, and we managed to beat them 1 0. And I think that was another one you think, can how far can we go again this year? Uh, after that, we drew our broth. Uh, and the funny thing is, seeing the draws, we got the highest seeded team in the draw every round. So it was uh, Kel- Kelty was the, I think, the highest seeded in the first round. And Cove were, Cove were, I think it was just League Two teams that come in at that round. And Cove, yeah. were, um, Cove were one of the top teams. And then the next round, when the League One and Championship teams come in, a broth, uh, what I think it was bottom half of the Championship, a broth. Uh, were probably the kind of the highest man out of that as well. So uh, it, uh, it it was a tough draw. And we got a broth at home. We went up one 0 and we actually thought can we could go we could go and uh, knock them out as well. Mm-hmm. And then we conceded a penalty late on in the game uh, to take it to a replay. And then up there it was just a one step too far. Uh, our only chance of really beating them was at home, and we up there and we get beat three 0 and. And it probably was a fair reflection in the game. We we never really had much. We know we never had much a chance, but our chance was at home beating yeah, beating them. Uh, we, it was just an uphill battle when we were up there, and we played them Saturday. The game, the replay was automatically in the Wednesday night straight away, and it's just stuff like that. It was just it was just almost one step too far at, at that stage. I know. I think. I think, especially when you're at a club like Talbot, and when you're an underdog going into a game, that home advantage is just it, it, it's massive compared to you know, if it's a big if it's a, a a big team playing against a big team. Like, there's obviously going to be a home advantage, but there's there's a quality sort of similarity. Whereas if you're if you're a, a, like you say Talbot going in against any sort of senior team, they're going to be the underdogs just because of the setup and the way it is. So no, I, I definitely feel like. Away from home, it's always going to be, it's always going to be a battle. Yeah. So, so we'll speak from there. Go and transition there into kind of joining the pyramid system and into yeah. the league you're in now. What What was the feeling around the the, the club around that time? Was it was it a but well, happy but happy to join or was it be what you keep keep junior? Yeah. Was was there a contrast in opinions even between the players? Was there some players that I think, in, especially you would imagine the more kind of senior players in the squad thinking. We played junior for this time. Why change it? How, how was the club going into it? How was that transition? I, th- I think in the end up, I don't think the club was left with an option because there was that many teams that were that were wanting to make the the transition into pyramid football. So I don't yeah. think they they didn't really have a a choice in the end. Up. I think if if there was an option to stay junior, and most of the teams stayed, I think they probably would have. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think I'd end up because of the, the amount of teams that were going and how mm-hmm. how strongly it was in favour of the pyramid system. I think they they didn't really have a have a choice to to go and there's a lot of things you have to weigh up. They they often like want to go and and be playing Elgins and and Peterhead and stuff like that. Is it a thing that that the club want to see themselves doing? Maybe, maybe no. I, I don't know. It's as a player, you want to be playing at the highest level possible. But yeah. I think just being the kind of top team in the juniors and then going going in the, 
if say you go and get promoted and you end up in League Two, for instance, that that's almost the kind of aim, as you say. Yeah, it's talking like just want to be a, a running a mill team in, in League Two and yeah, and just be a, an average team and become like a a, a still an Albion and a Pierhead. No disrespect to their teams because yeah. they they're good teams and they're playing senior football, but I think. It's different from being in the juniors and only being the top team to then just being a, an average team in, in League Two. Is that where the club want to be? Probably no, yeah. but I don't think in the end up that there is a there was an option. And as players, you you want to win every game and you want to win leagues and, and that. So and we want to take the club as as high as possible. But I think the bigger picture, I think. Uh, Go, going to places like that and, and playing there, I think it probably isn't where the club thought they would they would be and, and probably if they had a choice they maybe wouldn't want to be there but yeah. but uh, it is the way it is now and I think I think if, if you gave the club the option right you're going to go into League 2 I think they would take it and they bother but I think being being in the juniors and, and staying junior football I think was probably the option that they would have liked at the time but what Listen, now we're, we're here in senior football, well, senior football, Western Scotland football league, and and if if we win the league and and we get promoted or whatever, that we as players we just I just you just want to win games of football, so you want to take the club to it's the highest it can go, and and now that we've got a chance, of, I, if you win the league in the juniors, that that was it, you're still in that league, you you yeah. just won the league, that was the top, but now there's there's actually a door opens if if you if you get a chance of winning the league and. And I suppose you've just got to go for it and, and try and take the club as, as high as it can go. But uh, it's a hard one. I always loved the, the feel of the juniors. And yeah. I think, but as we were speaking about earlier, there's a lot of players getting attracted to, to this level of football now. And, and whether that's because we've, we've trained into the pyramid system, it probably has got a lot to do with it because these players are thinking, well, these teams, um, they really like winning the top league in the juniors, isn't they? they they can assume these teams can yeah. they can go higher, and there is teams showing a lot of ambition. So it, it will be interesting. I think, I think they can. Uh, it's wore off. The the whole transition is wore off now. I think everybody's accepted this is this is where we we are now. So everybody's got a, got an aim of, of going up, and and that's certainly one that that we've got. And hopefully, come May at the end of the season, uh, we will be up there. Hopefully. Aye, definitely. As it, it, it is a hard one, you can see pros and cons from both sides, Aye, really, because you can see like the, the diehard junior fans that you can definitely see why the tradition, the, the loyalty, that like like you said, I think be, being obviously playing Walking Lake and then it being in Ayrshire, I think the, the junior the junior scene in Ayrshire is it, it's unreal to be honest. I had it wasn't until recently that I actually realised how many you know, big clubs there is around Ayrshire. So I think like you say, from going and playing sort of local teams to then you maybe need to venture a wee bit further as well. It's it's a big it's a big change in terms of travel and going to see different places and you're just used to your your usual playing playing your local team. So it's a big change with that. But then, you know, like you say, your teams that were in League Two, they they, they were almost kind of stagnant in there, like you said, yeah. that they're just kinda of there then it's then to them that they're gonna to need to kinda of kick on or they're gonna go down as well. So yeah. it adds like you said, there's a ceiling with uh, there's a ceiling with the juniors. There was also like there was almost like there was a kind of bottom with the senior as well. It, it it gives them a lot more to play for now. So just I know there's a few people like you say it's going to settle down now with the whole transition. Just I know there's a few people that are still maybe a wee bit uncertain of how it's going to kind of 
pan out. So Aye. you're just now, like you say, you're in the West of Scotland League. What is the progression from there then, just in terms of promotion? You, you touched on it, that it's promotion and stuff, but just to kind of clear it up. Aye, I, th- I think, I'm, see, to be honest, I'm actually no 100% clear on, I know there is a chance of promotion, yeah, I'm not actually sure whether it goes whether it's a straight promotion or whether it's like a playoff or things like that. I don't think it's been made clear. I think, but I think the whole thing is just because there's, there's I've, I've spoke before and said that there's a, a they're dangling a carrot of promotion and yeah. and everybody's what to go for that and yeah. because this is the level we're at now that is the 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 kind of main goal to know is, is promote it and try and, yeah. and go and see as far as you can whether it's a playoff or no uh, or whether it's a, I don't know if, I don't think it's a straight promotion I think there must be another uh, level of football yeah I, I wasn't sure level, if it was the, the, kind of the, the Lowland League was sort of like yeah. in between that yeah so the Lowland League is the league you can go into but I think there maybe is a level uh, like a South of Scotland League or something like that where I don't know whether we would play off with them to try and get promoted or what? I'm not actually sure, uh, totally how it works. But I think just knowing that there is a chance of promotion is enough for, for yeah. a lot of teams. And you can see, you can see teams are, are aiming for that now. We we like so bringing in players and attracting quality players from senior football. And yeah, when I was talking about teams like Stirling Albion, etc., some of the teams could possibly, whereas they've been comfortable in the least for years, some of the teams could be yeah. looking behind them now and thinking if, if we don't progress and and, and maintain a, a high level, then in five, ten years' time, there could be a lot of teams from uh, these areas up into to senior football. And I think that I think at the end of the day, that has got to be the, the, the goal now because the, the chance of, of promotion in that is there. So there, there might be a lot of senior teams thinking we, we need to kind of not get our finger out, but we, we, we can't sit and be comfy now. We, yeah, we've, got to, we've got to progress and, and try and get better and to, to stay in the leagues because there is a chance of, of teams and ambitious clubs are, are coming up to, to try and get them now. So... I think in five, see, like five, ten years' time at, at the pyramid system, I think it, I don't think it'll be stale like this. I think there'll be yeah. a lot of changes, clubs higher and, and clubs lower that have been in Scottish football for years could could fall lower. It happened to East Stirling when the when the, it first happened, they they went down into the lower league and and they've, they've struggled to come back out. And it just shows you there could be teams that, that have been in the league and been comfy for years and end up falling down down a league or two and and it. Unfortunately, because of the the level of finance and stuff that in Scottish football, it's no easy just to bounce straight back up. Yeah, well, yeah. there could be teams that, that in the next five ten years find themselves uh, down the divisions in places that they, they don't want to be. Unfortunately, but I think that's just the way the pyramid system's going now. And I know it would it'll be interesting. I think, like you aye. say, in a few five six five to ten years time, I think mm. I think personally, obviously, it may not pan out this way that there will be. A significant difference in, the, in the teams that are fighting for, fighting for, you know, promotion into League Two, and then that, like you say, there'll be teams in League Two. I think that, although they might always be struggling now and thinking we need to watch your backs, I feel like there will be one or two then kick on, and then mm-hmm. when they maybe might not have had that kind of urgency before, they might then start kicking on and then start trying to, you know, fight for promotion in League One. Whereas, you know, like five years in the past, that. Probably wouldn't even have been on the agenda at all. Uh-huh. They would have just been sort the kind of finances and make sure we're in a nice stable club. But like you say, it's it's added a wee bit more 
urgency into it now. Do you feel like that obviously your league just now is pretty similar to what it was before? Do you feel like the inclusion of teams that obviously were in the lower junior divisions and then your teams like Bonnet and that that have got the kind of chance to come in? How do you feel it's kind of came? Do you think it's a good opportunity for them, or do you feel like for clubs like that it would have been better just to kind of stay separate, or do you feel that kind of including everyone in that same sort of bracket in the same pyramid mm-hmm. will benefit Scottish football long term? I, th- I think for like uh, speaking on Bonnet, I think it benefits them playing coming in and playing in their league at their level because it's a lot more. I think they were playing in a, a league where they were travelling a lot and stuff like that. Yeah, so I think they they are Kilmarnock, so playing playing in their league is benefits them for for local uh, playing against local teams and and you're not actually travelling that far. Uh, I think it will be hard for them because I think it's it's a big step up in quality yeah. of teams that compared to they were playing in the south of Scotland League. No disrespect, but I think in the west of Scotland League, there's the teams and the, the difference in quality as noticeable. Right now, I, th- I know that they'll be finding it tough because they've they've not won a lot of games. But I think it was uh, they probably deep down know that. That they were going to struggle with yeah. the, the level of quality of, of opposition that they they were used to playing to to the to now who they're playing and it's not that there's, there's teams that are, are attracting top players as I say and and mm. and financially I don't know if, I don't know what the situation is with Bonnet and uh, financially I know there's there's a lot of teams in the league who are who are attracting players and and they're paying paying decent decent enough wages for yeah. players that are playing. Uh, part-time football so there's also that that they've got to bring into it as, as well can they compete financially with with, with certain teams in, in the league as well so there's a lot of aspects that that when they come in they, they probably knew that they were going to have to deal with it but I don't know if they maybe knew knew how much of a struggle it would be but I think right. for for coming into this uh, area of football I think it made sense for them uh, just because of the league that they were playing in but Hopefully, uh, it's one of the things you look two, three years down the line, and, yeah. and they, they've they've maybe got their sail on on their feet uh, and stuff like that. But I think initially it would be, would be hard for them to to compete at this level just because of the, the quality of, of teams that they, they were used to playing with, yeah. and, and now they're now they're playing against. No, definitely. I feel I feel like especially after this year, obviously last year, you can almost put that in the bin with the season that mm. there was there was pretty much nothing went on. So like having this first season, it was definitely a big learning curve for them and obviously as the sort of conferences conferences started you know filtering together and uh, the final level I feel like for teams like that they're maybe not used to this sort of system at all that then like they'll find the level very quick and I think what once the, the you know the the leagues like I say have they've they found their actual place and there is a wee bit more structure mm-hmm. and like you say the pathways are a wee bit clearer and it, yep. it's it's had a few years to kind of run and and iron the creases out almost. I feel like that's when those sort of teams will, will, will start to you know, mm. and learn it and become more experienced. Like you say, it's a it's a completely different ball game if you threw Bonnet or a team like that. And in the we, junior we, league two or three years ago, you would we played think, well, what's going on here. We played Bonnet another week there, and I, I was maybe a wee bit harsh about the the level of quality because we won two 0 but the, it wasn't a, a massive golf in 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 a. Like quality, as I say, but I just meant like the the league that they were used to playing in. They were maybe used to being one of the kind of top teams in yeah. the league, whereas they're, they're maybe coming in and they're kind of just kind of 
middle of the road or whatever because yeah. of the, the level of opposition. I'm not saying there's a huge difference in quality. Obviously, yeah. they've, they've, I think they've they've lost a, few, a good few games already, uh, which obviously isn't good for them. But the quality isn't it yeah. as big a, a difference. Because we oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not chalk and cheese. No, no, it's definitely so, not. Yeah. It's not that, I think. But I think over the course of a season... Uh, when you, when you're playing against different teams at a level every week, I think they'll find themselves in a totally different position to what they did in the, the league they were playing previously. But there's definitely no, it's not as if like the the quality of players they're away doing here and everybody else is up there. Yeah. Definitely know that because we played them and it causes a lot of problems. And they beat Pollock three uh, one uh, uh, down at their park, I think, earlier on the scene yeah. as well. And Pollock's one of the kind of the biggest names in, in our level of football as well right. so it shows it shows they, they, they can compete with this level I, I just personally think they will, they will, they will struggle with this this first season adapting yep. uh, adapting to it I know definitely it's, it's like you said it's a new concept and yep. obviously with most of the teams familiar with each other like you say though, there's been a few big signings but for the most part teams are familiar with playing each other so it's everyone it was pretty much used to it, and then there was just like a foreign team coming in. So, no, I, I get it would be a struggle. That there's there's no doubts it was always going to be like that. But overall, then obviously, but sort of kind of a good chunk into the season now. Do you feel like it's it's maybe not what the club wanted, but it, it's worked out all right? Then you feel like there is definitely a, a progression in a pathway, and you like the, the the aspirations and expectations of the team are. I've kind of changed and, and that you now know that, like you say, there's something, there is a promotion to, uh, to play for, which yeah. throughout your whole time at the club, that, that, that's never been on the table. It's, it's the, I always say that, I spoke at the start of the season and says once the 10 games, we were playing 10 games in five weeks, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, constantly. I said after these 10 games, you'll, you'll roughly get a, a guide of, of where each team is at and, and thankfully we're we're at the top just now. It's it's going to be a long, long season, uh, thirty eight games. It's the the most games we've ever played in a season. So uh, there will be a, a lot of points dropped. Uh, there'll be there'll be hard times during the season as well. But I think after these ten games, we're, we're where we want to be, and and hopefully, we as you say, we we promotion come the end of the season that that we will be up there. But. But under no illusions how difficult it is going to be because there's there's a lot of quality teams in the league and I think it's one of the leagues where if if you're not on your day you'll get you'll get found out and and yeah. and teams will beat you. I think, I think on on if everybody on their day everybody could beat everybody in in the league. I think it is That's one cool. of the one of the leagues. But uh, we're where we want to be just now and and hopefully come the end of the season we we are there and and we are. And we're shout for for a playoff or a promotion or or whatever it may be, but it is going to be a long season. And although we're ten games in and, and we're sitting nice and pretty, they know it. It's it's not going to be. I think if you went another ten games, it could be totally different. I think yeah. it's just one of the the leagues. But right now, we're really what I've been. Hopefully, come May, we're we're still sitting there. Yeah, no, definitely. I must admit, I, I'd prior to, to the kind of formation of the league at that sort of a level and the. Pyramid was never something I really showed an interest in. It was, oh, always, yeah. I was always more interested in the junior side of things, or obviously higher up. So I feel like it's brought a lot of more, like uh, almost neutral fans like me who maybe wouldn't have shown as much of an interest. Mm-hmm. It's gave them, like you say, for players and in, in the clubs fighting for promotion, relegation. Obviously, the other side, it's something to think about. 
uh, in terms of clubs, but it's, it's made it a lot more interesting, I think, from the fans' side of view as well. And then obviously with everything that's gone on in the, the last year, being able to now finally, you know, get back in stadiums and back watching and stuff, it, it's a whole new. It feels like uh, obviously there's a whole new league, but it just it feels new and there's something fresh and exciting about the league that I quite enjoy as sort of just a neutral looking in from the outside. So mm. I can imagine that the, the players and the, the coaches will definitely feel that sort of rejuvenation in the club and the football, definitely. Uh, there's a lot of, I mean, there's every, I'm not saying everybody you meet, but a lot of people I speak to predominantly conversation is about football and yeah. the likes of my teams coming into the league, new teams, old teams and things like that. Everybody's, talking about this level of football now, whether it's because of the level of players that are coming and playing in it or whether it's like so for instance, I know everybody's speaking about Darvel because uh, they're a kinda newly new team at this kinda this kinda level that yeah. Darvel kinda predominantly been playing in the Ayrshire district league and they get promoted and then they're up in the top league and they're they're competing and they're attracting some top players and and I think they they their ambitions are, are to be like like Sir Kelly and Cove and, and be up there and compete in the top leagues the same as everybody but I think they they're kind of showing their ambition nice and it like right early yeah, from where they used to be as a club which yeah. is fair play to fair play to them and the, the level of play that they, that they're attracting to to the club shows the an ambition of where they want to go so I think. The likes of well, with teams like Davo, they're a lot. They're all picking up a lot of the talking points uh, because the players are attracting and likes of their, their pitch and, and what they're doing at, at their ground and stuff like that. So I think that definitely helps when when you're you're speaking to people and as as you say, it's gathering a bit of got a bit of publicity and stuff like that yeah, as well. Absolutely. Which maybe a lot of people knew about the juniors but it wasn't as heavily spoken about as, as what this pyramid system was. And I don't think people maybe actually knew that, that this is what it was going to be like when we joined the, the pyramid system right. because there's a lot of a lot of teams and a lot of, of people uh, making statements and and uh, and talking about it which we can only benefit uh, benefit the level level of football and getting it out there and in a platform and, and people like like I mean you're having a conversation about it now like there's, there's loads of people doing stuff like that so it can only benefit uh, the league and, and the teams that are playing at this level and I think it's one of the things that could it could grow and go from strength to strength as, as the years go on I know definitely I feel I feel like like you say Talbot was maybe I, I wasn't sure how it was going to work thing but I'm sure if it was if it was presented like how it's actually panned yeah. out there would definitely have been a lot more Aye. fans in, in favour of it because it, it has it's, it's opened a lot of people's eyes to this level of football Aye, I think yeah, uh, and there's there's only especially when you when you see other teams coming down there'll be teams that have never experienced away days to gone after mm. away days to come that like uh, I will just I think it, it's definitely good for Scottish football and I must admit I was one of those who was a wee bit apprehensive against Aye. it to be honest I was thinking I'm not sure if that's best for, for those teams that the junior teams coming in but it seems obviously only 10 games in so far but it mm. seems as though it's been it's made a positive impact I, I think this is maybe quite harsh on the teams for the lower end of the juniors but my, my point when I was talking to people but it was like why would some of the teams why would they be wanting to go to the pyramid system yeah. as a like is their ambitions realistic enough that that they're going to move up the pyramid or 
or what like I I, yeah. I could see it for like Auchinleck and Darvo and Pollock and Clyde Bank and all the kind of teams who are who are always been up the higher ends of the juniors. I just I didn't really quite get why a lot of the teams who have been playing at the, the lower end of the juniors, no disrespect to them. Yeah. It was just my point of view was I, I wasn't sure what their uh, argument for going to the pyramid system and yeah. always competing at senior football was because um, unless they were going to go and make a statement by investing a lot of money in, in their grounds and playing staff and stuff like that, I wasn't sure what, what their reasons for going to the pyramid would yeah. be. But you can see there's the, the likes of, I don't know if you know, it's like sort of beer. Uh, yeah, they've they've done really well, and and Muirkirk as well, who have been yeah. predominantly in the lower end of the juniors. Uh, so I I didn't really get that argument, but now now when I'm looking at it, I was maybe a wee bit uh, ignorant from from my point of view. Looking at it, uh, but now you see all, all the teams and and they're getting spoke about, and these teams have get have get like their own YouTube channel for highlights and stuff like that. So. <laughs> Everything's all these teams are, are growing and getting bigger, and I think it's brilliant, especially for for like Ayrshire football as well as as well as like West of Scotland League. So I, I was maybe a wee bit ignorant looking at it from the outside in, but you can totally see why why these teams were voting in favour of it now because it's it's gathering pace quickly. Uh, definitely. Yeah, I, I think for the whole, especially say like Ayrshire, I feel like there's a lot of local clubs that have benefited from it. Just the buzz it's gave, and then obviously there's. Teams, I mean, as well, the smaller teams, uh, as you'd probably say, like your bonnet, have now got the lure of, of obviously playing against yourselves and playing against bigger teams. And yeah. it, it's provided a lot more opportunity for, for kind of the smaller clubs, you would say, that maybe mm-hmm. you wouldn't have thought. No, I think, Matt, it's been a great, good catch up and a great right. up for your, your career at this point. I think getting goosebumps talking about that hurricane, <laughs> that hurricane final, mate, honestly, it's something that, something that I'll never forget. So, Fair play, getting involved, getting stuck in is right good. Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, mate. I really enjoyed that one. Thanks. No, thanks, thanks a lot. It's good just to go on and, and speak about football. I would, I would talk about football all day. So, uh, <laughs> it, just talking about football and and give us some some good times that, that we've had. And as you said, talking about that Hurlford game, I mean, it's just one of the things that sticks out in your yeah. your mind, and you'll never forget. So it's been it's been good to give us some of the memories. Thanks a lot. I know, perfect. I'll hopefully get a chat with you again soon. Good I definitely. Perfect, mate. Definitely. Perfect, mate. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Bye.